cover your ears with those sound dispensing devices, people, because this is Sound Surf. Welcome back. It's me, your host, that metallic screeching sound your Bluetooth headphones decide to torture you with from time to time. And today we are going to talk about auditory illusions. Originally, I wanted to call this episode Sounds That Don't Exist. But when I read up on acoustics and how hearing and sound works, I noticed that no sound really exists per se. The reason for that is because, well, you and I, and therefore our ears, are not real and nothing exists. Because sound is, scientifically speaking, just pissed off air that messes with your ears and some stuff in your brain happens to make sense of your eardrum wiggling around. Our brain interprets frequencies of waves that hit our eardrums uh, with varying speeds. And the higher that frequency, the higher pitched sound we're gonna hear. Up until, you know, you can't hear it anymore and we're venturing off into bad music territory. I kind of had a minor existential crisis while researching this topic because, you see, you can't just say this sound is real and this one is not. There are only varying degrees of how origins of sound are located outside of your brain varying degrees because there are weird and blurry cases of sounds triggering other sounds that are themselves then entirely located in your brain and <laughs> god I'm getting a headache let's start with the waves and the frequency i mentioned just now you hear that that is a wave that is shaped like a sawtooth rising and falling one time in one second. The membrane in your headphones pops out and back in at the frequency of one hertz. Let's turn up that frequency. We can hear that the single pops slowly become a tone that grows higher and higher in pitch. In frequency, every sound is just fast pops. Alright, okay. The and some weird stuff happens when we play two slightly differing frequencies at the same time. You're now hearing two sine waves oscillating at 440 hertz. An A in musical terms, although it, it wasn't always an A because... No, stay on track. If I change one of those sine waves now to, let's say, 447 hertz, you can hear a slight wobble occurring. An auditory interference pattern created by the two waves interacting with each other and resulting in a phenomenon called beats. You can now hear seven wobbles or beats a second. How do I know that? You don't ask because this is irrelevant and boring. Why, I calculated it with complicated mathematics and numbers. You know, by subtracting one frequency, 440 hertz, from the other, 447, that leaves us with the beat frequency of 7. You can hear that wobble turn into a tone of its own that rises in pitch as the frequencies drift further apart, which is interesting. You can use this phenomenon to tune instruments, by the way. Uh, listen to the beats get slower as you approach the desired pitch and 
when they're gone, your instrument is tuned, basically. But what if I told you that this sound is not real? And what if I told you that, in fact, 9-11 was an inside job? I would be lying in both cases. The sound is totally real. The waves are physically messing with each other, you know, like ripples in the water. But let's try the same thing now. But we're going to listen to two slightly differing frequencies through one ear each. You hear the beats, the tiny wobbles. Although they're slightly less pronounced than before, they're definitely there. But how? I mean, those two frequencies you're listening to right now are pure, and their waves never get to mix, since they're isolated to two different stereo channels. Don't believe me? You can remove one of your headphones right now and listen to the sound on its own. Only the left side or the right side. The wobbling stops once you only hear one frequency. Try the other one and notice how the beats return as soon as you put both headphones on again. Freaky, right? This phenomenon is commonly known as binaural beats. As opposed to the regular physical phenomenon of wave interference, these beats originate from within your brain. The inferior colliculus is a tiny little worm-shaped thing in the middle of your mind brain. And it's possessed by so many demons that it decided that it shall recreate physical phenomena in your head for some reason. It is also theorized that it may filter out the nasty sounds that your body makes in order to not upset you, like parts of your speech and some of your disgusting chewing. Ever try to pluck your ears and chew or talk? Yep, it sucks. Thanks, brain worm. Oh man, my inferior colliculus hurts from thinking about numbers and science. Let's talk about some popular audio weirdness. So, I was at a Death Grip show years back, and before the concert, this sound was playing in this dark room. It's called a shepherd's tone, and it seems to fall in pitch forever, growing ever deeper. This technique involving the shepherd's tone is actually oft used in movie scores by, for example, Hans Zimmer, since you can use it to build tension endlessly. But it's a pretty simple trick. There are in fact three tones playing at once, and they're all rising, or in this case, falling in pitch. Those tunes are an octave, or eight notes on the diatonic scale apart, and our brain our brain tends to lump them together because of this. While the very high tone gets faded in, the very low one is faded out simultaneously, creating the illusion of continuity. This is the reset rhythm. It will get faster forever. It's kind of a banger, actually. It basically uses the same concept, but applies, but applies the technique to the speed of a rhythm instead of the pitch of a note alone. Although you can hear the rising in pitches also used to create the illusion of speed and continuity. The fast beat is slowly faded out, while the slower one fades in simultaneously. Man, this is somehow terrible and awesome at the same time. Sounds like a stimulant-powered all-nighter when your paper is due the next morning. Alright, shut it off. So, I noticed a theme here. 
Our brain apparently loves to construct a continuous experience out of the building blocks that our senses deliver to it. Ever wonder why you're not seeing the world through two pinholes or why that cheesy binocular point of view shot from movies does not make sense because when you look through binoculars you actually don't see the binoculars? Your brain takes the info from your eyes and mends the two images together seamlessly. It even goes ahead and edits out your nose in real time along with the shadow people and the faceless old woman that lives in your room. You notice your nose now? Just look at it, man. That blurry, flesh-colored little lump in your face that just permanently protrudes in your field of vision? Also, you're blinking and breathing manually now. And your tongue feels weird, just lying in your mouth like that. You ought to move it or swallow sometime. You're welcome. But back to sound. If I say this sentence and it's interrupted <coughs> by some weird noise, you probably heard the complete word that was drowned out by the sound. But the word was not complete at all. Sentence and it's interrupted by some weird noise. Interrupted. Interrupted. Your brain just knew the word and filled in the gap for you. This is called temporal induction. Similarly, if you play a continuous note that is interrupted by some noise, you can hear pretty well that there was a gap in the beep. But as soon as this tone is continuously rising in pitch, was there a gap? Well, your brain doesn't make it very clear that there is. You see, it had a little context of a pattern and it filled in the gap from the contextual clues to fit the pattern it perceived. Let's talk a bit about Diana Deutsch and her legacy of auditory weirdness that's going strong since over 50 years now, I think. She's a British music psychologist and found so many acoustic and sensory peculiarities that your eardrums will melt. Let's just say she's a legend, okay? Uh, she found out that if you play two shepherd tones, remember shepherd tones from the top of the show, one after the other, and they're exactly half an octave apart, some people will hear the second tone higher than the other, and some will hear it lower. It has also been found that apparently musical abilities in your native language have an effect on which you hear. I heard up, up, down. My roommate heard up, up, down, down. I also think it literally hits different every time I listen. Also, listen to this weird melody. Do you recognize it? You probably don't. Diana, play that again. This time, don't spread the notes randomly across different octaves, please. Okay, now, that's better. Now, play the first weird melody together with this one. Okay, so, now, with this knowledge, let's listen back to the first weird melody on its own. The melody now seems to make sense, right? Your knowledge about the song helps you contextualize the notes in relation to the melody. Go and read her 1973 paper, Octave Generalization and Tune Recognition, you can find it down in the show notes, to learn about what implication this might have on your brain's ability to process and recognize sound and music in general. Um, 
Diana apparently also dropped two fire mixtapes called Musical Illusions and Paradoxes in 1995 and Phantom Words and Other Curiosities, which dropped in 2003 and probably, like her first album, had some certified hood classics on like The Octave Illusion, where you play two alternating notes an octave apart and the same melody is played into your other ear but offset in a way where the high tone is played in one ear while the lower one is played through the other. The effects may vary. Right-handed folks are supposed to hear the higher tone on the right side, regardless of which way they have their headphones on. I'll keep this thing going and you can go ahead and switch your headphones around if you wanna. Uh, if you heard that one side had the higher pitch than the other side, that side should remain same, no matter which way your headphones are pointing. But, as I already said, there are multiple effects that can occur with this. Also, do you guys remember the great Yanni or Laurel debate of 2018? Where this clip surfaced on Twitter with the following sound snippet? Laurel. Well, did you hear Yanni or Laurel? Laurel. The answer to that question probably depends on how old you are and what kind of device you are using to play that sound. See, the higher frequencies sound like Yanny, while the lower frequencies of the male voice are clearly, clearly, clearly saying Laurel. Laurel. If you're a boomer, went to one too many thrash metal shows, Laurel. your phone speakers are biased towards the higher end of the spectrum you are more likely to hear Yang. There also was this weird action figure of the superhero Green Needle, and when you pressed some button, the figurine lit up and said, except it didn't say Green Needle at all, it said Brainstorm, because this is the name of the superhero. What you hear heavily depends on what you expect or want to hear or what your brain thinks you want to hear. See, your brain has to process so much sensory information and somehow discard the stuff you don't need and keep the essentials. And at the fringes of perception, the dark corner of your eye, the ambivalent sound at night, faces in the darkness, voices in the water running through the pipes in your walls, your mind begins to make stuff up in order to stitch your sensory information together into a coherent experience that makes you forget that you are stuck in a deteriorating flesh prison just waiting for the sweet release of death. Thank you so much for tuning into Sound Sound Week. Send me a voice memo with your episode idea or check out the sources in the show notes. And Sorry, surfers, but the show will now go on a short hiatus over the summer because I gotta write my bachelor's thesis. There probably will be only one episode of Sound Surf in the month ahead. But if enough people send in voice memos that are good, I can maybe stitch them together and make an additional low-effort call-in episode, which would be absolutely awesome. I would love to hear your perspectives, questions, feedback, sound-related experiences, and make it a little call-in radio format to bridge the gap. In the meantime, enjoy your summer, 
And please check out our Instagram at soundsurfpod. That's one word, soundsurfpod, for some behind-the-scenes and future episode announcements. And please show this show to other potential surfers in your life and keep those shiny scales moist until you will be hearing from me again. And I hope that will be soon, you beautiful disaster. Dear Grant, out. <laughs>